Okay, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, goofballs, scumbags, lotuses, and everything else in between. Hold on. I do the normal intro time and time again. Uh, some would say a hundred times. That is right. This is the 100th episode of the Football Misfits, home of the Footballing Misfits. Air horns off the rip. We've never done this before. Air horns. Of course, of course, you're hearing a bunch of voices uh, that haven't been introduced yet. Of course they will. But first things first, I got to be selfish a little bit and introduce myself, the host with the most, LV, a.k.a. Paper Fronto, a.k.a. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, a.k.a. Buck Nasty, a.k.a. 100. And... This would not be the Football Misfits, never be the Football Misfits, without the other host with the mostest, the man who gets it done, who has been getting it done and will always get it done. Some may call him Mr. Misfits. If you've been on the Instagram, you've seen his work. You listen to the pod, you've heard his work. Y'all may know him as Ronnie, and so do I, Ronnie. Say what's good for the hundredth time. Let's go. What is going on, everyone? Episode 100. I'm so glad we got to this point. Stay strong, be brave. That's what we've been doing for a hundred straight. A hundred of them things. You know, come on now. And again, couldn't be the football misfits without the man behind the data desk, the man with the funds. He pays for everything, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was talking His about. His pockets got us to hundred, by the way. They sure did. We would not have made it this far. My Wi-Fi bill would not be here without. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about. The one, the only, Spencer Tino Perez, the Spencyclopedia Britannica, Spencer Povich, and any other iteration of Spencer. Spencer, say what's good for the one time. What's going on, everybody? Peace and love, peace and love. And we could talk about that uh, $100 that I want you to loan me after the pod, but that's neither here nor there. Now, introductions would normally end there, but this is a special occasion. This is episode 100, as we said 100 times already in 30 seconds. And so we decided to bring a guest back. You've heard his voice before. I think this is his fifth time. We got to give him the uh, SNL Football Misfits Five Timers jacket. He's part of the family. Y'all know his name. He made the intro music. <laughs> I mean, H Man Coker, H Man, say what's good for the one time. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, 100th episode. I feel special. I feel great. It's a sunny day outside, you know. Hopefully, it's sunny where you're at. MLS's biggest fan. Whoa! <laughs> Please chill. Fake news. <laughs> Big fake news. <laughs> Stop playing with me. <laughs> yeah, he, he took it to heart. <laughs> well, he said he says this as he's watching a DC United game, so I don't know what to tell you. So, hey. Neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. But Ronnie, you did say the word of the moment. Uh, I think, obviously, the Nations League is done. The World Cup qualifiers have concluded. There is a lot of women's footy going on uh, in the weeks to come. But this week, we got a bit of uh, some filler. The word of the day is MLS. They have signed a deal with Apple uh, to have their exclusive streaming rights for the coming season. I believe that's 2023. 10 years the deal is. What? I'd like to know who got swindled. They got 
paid two point five <laughs> billion. <laughs> I, I, I'll uh, lay down the specs and then I'll, I'll uh, ask you guys who got swindled and who did the swindling. So, MLS Apple TV, two point five billion dollars, ten years, exclusive streaming rights. I mean, Apple went as far as to give them 1080p footage because I guess they wasn't getting that in their past deal. Now, with those numbers and that deal on the table, was this a good look for Apple? Was it a good look for the MLS? Or was it bad for both? Did somebody win? What do you guys think? Okay. First things first, Apple is monopolizing sports television in this country. The way they just absorbed MLB games and now they have a 10-year streaming deal. Apple has money to splurge. Their pockets run as deep as Spencer's. So if anyone got swindled, I want to say it would be MLS. Yeah, you're getting $2.5 billion and that's a lot of money. But at the same time, you're going to be responsible for producing all of the games on Apple TV+, which is also a lot of money. I actually feel like the biggest, the biggest swindle is on people like me, the viewing public. I'm comfortable watching MLS games out of market on ESPN+. Some people might make the switch to Apple seamlessly, but I feel like others like myself, I'm not going to pay for yet another streaming service. And there's going to be people who aren't going to pay for a streaming service either. For season ticket holders, they might not have any issue with it because that's going to be part of the season ticket package. I'm not the biggest fan of this deal. I get it, but I just, no, nah, I'm not the biggest fan. Hassan, any thoughts? I just got to ask a question. Ronnie, can you hear me? Okay, um, I can hear you. Hassan, here. Um, <laughs> I think um, this would not make MLS more popular like in other countries. It can. This is a global deal. Yeah, I think it's going to help MLS. You know how I feel about MLS, but still, I feel like... How do you feel about MLS? I don't love MLS. <laughs> I just... I just really... Last time uh, I checked, DC United wasn't in the Premier League, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. like, no, oh my... This definitely has its benefits. Like, it will be, like, it will have a global reach. Yeah, like, it's a global deal, like... People in Italy, England, and South Africa, Japan can watch MLS. And be crisp color now. 1080p. Yeah. They wasn't getting that before. It used to look very ashy. <laughs> <laughs> now, how they didn't have no 1080p is beyond me. And it doesn't make any sense. They're on ESPN and ESPN Plus. Why can't they give them 1080p? I don't get it. It's like a JV football. Now, but now I get why not, though, because. <laughs> It's local TV rights, and the local TV rights, like whatever the local stream is putting out, that's what you're watching. Because MLS is producing everything, boom, 1080p. I don't know if MLS can pull off a production like that. I mean, other leagues like the Bundesliga and the Premier League, La Liga, they produce a lot of their games, and it works out. They're definitely going to run into some troubles in the early going, but they have 10 years to smooth it out, at least in terms of production. But yeah, I agree with Hassan. Like, even though I'm not the biggest fan, I do agree that this deal will help the reach of MLS. But it also depends on if people are going to be interested in the product. I think for me, it seems like the MLS might have sold themselves short a little bit. $2.5 billion is a lot of money. Don't get it twisted. 
uh, especially for a brand that is probably the fifth favorite sport in America behind baseball and even hockey. But it is a, a sport that's growing in America. And I think that in the next 10 years, it might be in a bigger place than it was now to the point where maybe they could could have got a deal that's a bit better. Maybe even in the next six years, we know that there's a World Cup in the States uh, in 2026. And I think that'll have more eyes on local soccer afterwards, depending on how America does and other things like that. So I could have seen the MLS maybe going for a shorter term deal and then in a couple of years locking down something big. But I think they're banking on Apple really pushing them to new heights, like you guys said, uh, with a global market, basically, and uh, being able to be on that platform exclusively. It may draw some people away, like you said yourself, Ronnie. You're not going to pay that extra streaming service fee to, just to watch the MLS. Kind of like how we boycott being sports when they have Liga and they had La Liga. I wasn't watching any La Liga games as long as it was on being sports because that shit is a motherfucker to get on. But I guess we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but I think that the MLS sold themselves short. And Apple, I think they just they take the dub. They have money to spend. They're uh, monopolizing the sports market, it seems, or they're trying to. They got some baseball games. And with the MLS, I mean, it's going to be exclusively theirs. They have that money to spend. Let's not get it twisted as well. And so I think it's a win-win for Apple. They'll have fans that like the MLS already and maybe new fans come onto the platform. I think it's a win-lose for the MLS because they might have sold themselves short with a 10-year deal, especially if you look at the numbers. $2.5 billion is a lot of money for the MLS, of course. You that comes up to two fifty million per year. Per year, which is which is that's I mean that's pretty hefty. It's nice, but you did mention they're going to have to self-produce, which is going to be a task. That's going to be money as well, and we'll see if you know they can attract people to watch their smaller market teams. You know they have the big teams with the you know uh, former European greats like the LAFCs, the Inter Miami, maybe LA Galaxy, the ones that everybody knows, but. Are they going to be able to attract folks to watch sporting Kansas City versus, you know, D.C. United or something like that, you know, or even, you know, a Minnesota United match, a team that I enjoy watching, you know. So they have some work cut out for them, to be fair. But I think at the end of the day, it's an opportunity. And if they can make the most most out of it in these 10 years, who knows where, they're, where they'll be. In my honest opinion, I think the MLS uh, will grow as a sport in the next 10 years. Um, maybe considerably because soccer is only getting that much more popular in the States. And I think the World Cup stateside will make it more popular. And depending on how good the USMNT is, that'll also add to the popularity of it. But yeah, America is becoming a, a, a country that is moving from tolerating soccer to maybe appreciating it. So we'll see. Um, now, some other specifics on this deal. Um, this is all streaming rights. And they're still trying to work out a possible 40-year deal with ESPN. They're also trying to work out a deal with the Spanish broadcaster Univision. Which I think um, they should. Not only, yes. Now, currently, it's ESPN and Fox who have the English rights. And ESPN and Fox alternates between who hosts MLS Cup. If they do that with Apple TV, I feel like I'm lost. I'm not watching the MLS Cup on Apple TV. That's just me personally. ESPN, sure. But then again, that's why there's the Spanish rights. Also included in this package, apart from regular season matches, also League's Cup, uh, an initiative they have with the Mexican League. The MLS Next Pro, 
which is basically the um academy league for MLS teams. And yeah. I think that point you made about the academy leagues and things like that is an important bit, mainly for the fact that in U.S. soccer, one of the main components that needs to improve, in my opinion, is development. And if they can allocate some of those funds to promoting and marketing their developmental leagues and attracting talent to their developmental leagues, increasing scouting and things of that nature, that'll only be a positive as a whole for U.S. soccer and the MLS combined. Um, so those are the, just a few areas that I think they need to work on. And if they take this money and really allocate it well in, the, in these next 10 years, get to making a proper development system and, you know, kind of lifting it up to where it's something that is attractive to youngsters that are coming up in soccer in the States, I think that'll bode well for them. Whether or not they will do that, we'll see. This is just like any, uh, you know, uh, team in club football that has money in their transfer budget and spends it wrong, you know, it could go left. You can have the money, but what you do with it, I think is very important. So we'll see what, what happens there. And we'll see what happens with Hassan's DC United as well. Oh, wow. Speaking of DC United, so we mentioned that DC and DC Baltimore lost out on the World Cup hosting rights. And it was announced late this week that next year's MLS All-Star game will be in D.C. Um, consolation wow. much? Does it feel like a consolation for you? For no, the area? No, no. First of all, you missed the World Cup and then you put an MLS All-Star? Like, bruh, it's like someone like telling me I'm getting a Benz and gave me like a like a 95 Toyota. Oh, no. It's like, come on, I'm good. <laughs> it's good on gas, though. It's still a car, but it's not a... It's oh, not the really? car I wanted. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. Like, come on. <laughs> I still feel some type of way that like they missed the the World Cup post though. Yeah, do you think it should have been in DMV? Yeah, it's capital. I mean, uh, it should have been in the DMV, but like we mentioned, the DMV presentation was trash. Yes, it just didn't make Have you been to FedEx Field, fam? Yeah. Is it disgusting like, like they say? They said it was disgusting. I mean, it, it's ranked one of the worst stadiums in the NFL. Oh, really? Oh, you know. Um, I love that place. But you've been there, so like, you give us a first-hand account. I love that area. The area, um, I feel like, would have hosted um, the World Cup. Well, it's PG County. Yeah. The FedEx Field is in Arling Arlington, right? That's the one in PG. Oh, it's in PG. Landover. Um, Landover, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then they ended up merging with Baltimore. Would you have gone to the games in Baltimore if DC got the bid? As I'm sitting next to Hassan, I'll tell you guys, uh, H-Man, he's got a, a very confused look on his face. He's not sure. He's thinking about it. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't like going to both. But um, I guess I would have had to. Um, yeah, it depends on where it's at in Baltimore. You know? MNT Bank, it would have been where the Ravens play. Oh, oh, that area is cool for till a certain time, so that would be cool. The Ravens Stadium be looking great though. I've never been in it, but when you like pass and to go to the DMV when you pass in Baltimore, you see it and it always looks fancy. So would you end up going to the next year's All Star Game? Yeah, I don't. I'll pass, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good at that, bro. I'm like that's like telling you to stop crying and give you something else you didn't want. <laughs> I'm good. The whole World Cup, bro. 
Nah, I wish they did have World Cup games, though. If we continue to stay on MLS, news broke today that Gareth Bale oh will be God. joining LAFC. I want to get H-Man Coker's uh, thoughts on this. I also want to get Spencer's thoughts on this as a, a as Madrid legend. There we go. <laughs> that's all we that's, it? that's all we get yeah spencer so uh does i mean he, he got a decent farewell it seems during the season but yeah how, how does it make you feel that gareth bale who still seems like he can play very good football at the moment uh has taken his talents to uh the west coast if you will early retirement uh, i mean he wants to stay fit so that he can play in the world cup um <laughs> i'm just just very supportive in whatever he plans to do. I hope he gets, um, he enjoys his time in LA. I hope there's good golf courses for him to do when he has time off. Um, I guess it'd just be good to see him play closer to home and hopefully he gets a nice, a nice run in and helps the team to some success. What are you, therapist? <laughs> well, Spencer, <laughs> Spencer, I think, uh, brokered the deal. I let him know. Okay, I see. He knows already about it. But I'm just, I'm very confused. Like, Gareth Bale, I feel like Real Madrid could have treated him better. Now he's going to play. Correct, I agree. Facts. I just think he's going to play because they're giving him a lot of money just to chill. And he probably has a hate love relationship with. <laughs> <laughs> With the sport now, so he's playing in MLS and um, LAFC and just enjoying life. Really? So like the World Cup starts. I think like he probably is, won. And this is coming off the heels of them getting Giorgio Chiellini. Yeah, Italian legend. That man gave it up and said, let me go to LA. Get paid. Right. Get paid and then like they probably could play. This is going to sound bad, but um, they could probably 75% of what they do <laughs> very very <laughs> amazing like gareth bill don't have to do it 90 percent and um in the mls <laughs> he ain't lying but i want to ask you guys as well is the the going of uh players such as gareth bill stature he's still you know not the oldest he's in his early 30s i believe uh chiellini of course old as dust uh we know that to be to be true but uh, a player like Gareth Bale coming to the MLS is—is is that a bad look for the MLS? Is it still well, being you, looked at as? You it, just yeah, said just, early retirement. Yeah, right. And I, so, does it further perpetuate that that stereotype of when a European great gets you know ready to just cash out and live in the sun? You never see these players going to you know Colorado, no offense, or Minnesota, right? They're always in LA or Miami or something like that. Um, except uh, Alexander Pato. He's in Orlando. Get out of there. <laughs> Go somewhere else. I mean, if you're from Wales, you want to move to LA. Right. I'm feeling like it's going to rain <laughs> soon. <laughs> it's going to rain soon. It's like the weather is damp. Sometimes, like, I feel like LA would be like a weather that you'd be like, this is my peace. It's my sanctuary. I'm like, I wanted this. I've made it. I feel like I guess that's why they, some of them are doing that. Yeah. But that is early retirement for right. them, though. So you say it's bad for the MLS that this is still happening? That these great players are coming here. I mean, they're great names. They're good for marketing. Yeah. But would you say it's a bad look that this is happening where everybody treats the MLS like, oh, okay, this is where I'm just going to make money and play football. Like you said, 75% of the way. Yeah, I see like that, but it makes me want to watch it now. Okay. Um, It's kind of like, I do see it like that, but when I hear like this play is coming and I know Gareth Bill can still play in the high, like, 
a high focus and everything. So I'm like, I'll still watch it now. I'll yeah. watch that team. Yeah. I'll be like the hot one because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess it, it got positives and negatives. Ronnie, what are your thoughts? Not that I take offense to the term retirement league. I honestly couldn't care less. It just sounds like when people say that, like, oh, they're automatically gonna order off the fifty-five plus menu at IHOP. Uh. <laughs> like, no, it's not like that. Even though Chiellini is like a couple years away from years. doing so. He 55 plus already <laughs> with that hairline. Oh, he, Trust looks, me, he looks. But no, um, <laughs> I know um, back in the day, MLS would, you know, just hinge on, <laughs> MLS would hinge on, like, big name talents that are, like, at the end of their cycles. Like, honestly, as much as Andrea Pirlo was uh, great, seeing him at NYCSE was fun, but... I felt like, yo, fam, we just should have ended your career at Juve. And then Frank Lampard, even worse. Oh, yeah, he was fat by that point. My, yeah. <laughs> my boy was chubby. As my brother, the gentrified Gouda, calls him Fat Frank. Yeah, he, he should have retired. Steven Gerrard is another case. Like, yeah. homeboy, I honestly don't even remember anything he did in MLS. It was a breeze. I forgot he was there, to yeah. be honest. Then he came after. The, the only one that was putting the work. Even at an old age, was Wayne Rooney. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. Whoa, now, another, another one who was putting in work, David Villa. I was about to say that. That's crazy. Yeah. David Villa, I remember him. He, he that was, was for some, one of the New York teams, right? NYCFC, yeah. NYCFC, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, and then sorry. there's other examples like that, like Zlatan with the Galaxy more recently, oh, yeah. um, Thierry Henry at the Red Bull. But nowadays, I... MLS is like a mix of both where they'll still get the big names from Europe who are like at the back end of their career. You have Bale, Chiellini. Let's we forget Lorenzo Insigne is with Toronto now. And he's, I, I would say one thing about Insigne, I think he's not ending his prime at all. I think he's got many years of quality football in him, which is an right. interesting, interesting point that he goes to the MLS. That is a good look in my opinion. That is. And, like, Insigne would be, like, a David Villa type where he still has stuff in the tank. He could even still play for the national team because usually when you're a foreign player and you come into MLS, that's it for your national team career. This might be different. But then you also have, like, who are going from MLS to Europe. Wasn't McKinney went from Dallas to Schalke, and now he's at Juve. And then the biggest example and the most well-known example Alfonso Davies going from Vancouver to Bayern. Zach Steffen is another player who I believe is from the MLS. Zach Steffen, the goal, the goalkeeper Zach. in the yeah. <laughs> The man who in the FA Cup semifinal against Liverpool said, you can score three goals in the first half if you want to. I don't care. <laughs> I feel like goalkeepers are a different case because that is the U.S.'s biggest export to Europe. Yeah, that's true. The U.S. do have some great goalkeepers. Make. Shout out to Tim Howard. Right. Who's the guy with frostbite? What's his name? <laughs> Matt Turner. He's going to Asna. Yeah, Matt Turner. <laughs> wow. My son played in Minnesota and got frostbite. I feel wow, you, bro. That's <laughs> Cold as Minnesota. Yeah. She listening to Yachty. You made it sound like a joke. It's a mix. So, like, bringing in Chiellini is, like, still holding on to the retirement league stigma. Bail to an extent. 
but then you're also exporting these guys. So it, it's a little mix of everything for MLS. Yeah. And I think that's a signal of progress because if we said this, if we had this conversation ten years ago, it would be strictly a bunch of guys who are eh, and then late legends coming in from Europe and just cashing out their 35, 36, 37 plus. You know why, like uh, Marshawn Lynch said, you know why I'm here. I'm here to vacation in the nicest parts of the country and make a bunch of money and play soccer as a part-time job. So I think it's a, that action, boss. <laughs> so it's a signal of progress, I think, absolutely. And I think just to bring it back to a cap, the MLS deal um, is another sign of that, that things are headed in a direction that's positive for soccer in the States as a whole. Um, now, I know Hassan got a lot more to say about the MLS because he loves it so much, but we'll end it there on that. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> talking about American football. Well, um, let's continue talking about some of these transfers. We mentioned Bale was a big one. This transfer was officially official. We kind of hinted at it earlier. Sadio Mane is at Bayern. Yeah, he's all the way in Germany. I saw him taking photos with uh, front office members of Bayern Munich. Uh, he's still very much in his prime, as we know. Uh, Spencer can probably attest to. Um, it's a big pickup for Bayern Munich, who are also trying to clamp down on Lewandowski. So if they can keep him and add Sadio Mane to the mix, that's going to be a deadly that's attack. That's crazy. Seems like they're breaking up their Liverpool team. Slowly but surely. Thank God. <laughs> There's no like about it, sir. They're doing it. Um, it's sad to see him go. I think I mentioned again, like last last pod, he's he's a Liverpool legend. And honestly, I mean, sure, they get some money for him, but to put that back in the market, you're not going to find a player of that kind of value. And I, I wish they probably should just let him stay and let his contract run out and then kind of let him go for free because you're not going to replace that kind of goal output. And the biggest thing was that Maybe he didn't have the most goals on the team, maybe not the most assists, but he was there when points needed to be decided, and he got those points. So it's just going to be interesting to see how they how they play without a player like that moving forward. Now, I do not think this was a money grab type of move. A lot of people in the media have been suggesting, oh, why is he going for the money? This man has never been about that. I generally think it's him wanting... Well, you could say part of it was money, sure, but more yeah. so him wanting something new. Yeah, I think money definitely comes into play for sure. Um, not entirely, but, though. He's not not all about the money. Like, we see what he does. Like, Homeboy's building a whole town in the little village he grew up in. Yeah, I, I do agree with you that money is probably one of the smaller factors because, I mean, in football terms, he's won everything. He won the Premier League. He's won the FA Cup. He's won the League Cup. He's won the Champions League. So he's done it all. And so at this point, I think a new experience does make sense for somebody like him. And yeah, speak on that point that you say he's building an entire, going back to his hometown and doing a bunch of things. I saw a video recently where he was playing, you know, in the street with kids and, and people in his hometown, just like playing regular street football. I'm like, look at that. You gotta love to see that kind of stuff. And there's nothing wrong with him wanting a little bit of money. Liverpool's wage structure is very intense. Right. So they don't, pretty much really pay players kind of over an age where they don't project you to produce as much. So it's hard to break the wage structure. And I think at Bayern, I'm not sure the exact contract numbers, but I mean, he's, he's getting paid playing in a great team. He's going to get paid well. So I'm happy for him in that, in that aspect yeah. as well. And on that point too, yeah, uh, you mentioned that if they're, if they 
were to give Sadio Mane a bunch of money at Liverpool, you know, increase his wages, they they've also they they have to kind of treat that lightly because Mo Salah is also there debating or negotiating with regards to some money. So they needed to move Fickle. And it wasn't probably the best situation for them to consider even giving Sadio Mane, Mane a bunch of money. Um, but all in all, money aside, things aside, I think it's a great move for him. I think it's an even greater pickup for Bayern Munich, who we know how they get down. They have been they've been missing some flair uh, this past season. I think we mentioned a couple of times. They're not as scary as they used to be. And we saw that in the Champions League, obviously, as Villarreal said, yeah, I, you know, highway to help them. So this is a huge pickup for Bayern Munich. If they can keep their their main core and then add this piece in Sadio Mane, who's, a, you know, a dangerous attacker. Arsenal, I believe, are the front runners for Gabriel Jesus. It's not officially official, but it seems as if he will be leaving Man City uh, for Arsenal, in which I think is a very big pickup for them. They needed a number nine badly. In my opinion, I think Gabriel Jesus before Pep Guardiola did the most and, you know, moved him to winger because he didn't necessarily need him at striker until he did need him at striker. Um, when he first came into the league, I think he was a great number nine. I think he has very good instincts when he was coming from Brazil. And so if if uh, Mikel Arteta can get that in his package, uh, that might be a huge addition for Arsenal. He can be a, uh, a very dangerous goal threat. But as we said, not officially official, but it looks like it's going to get done. One deal that is officially done relating to Arsenal coming from Porto, um, Fabio Vieira. Yes. Now, we know that last name means a lot in North London. It sure does, but this is with a Latin twist, though. So, I mean, <laughs> the Vieira that we know is much darker than this guy. Yeah, I know, I know. It's the Arsenal <laughs> So, you know, we know him as the, you know, the big six foot four, right. uh, dark enforcer, uh, midfield maestro. Uh, of the early Arsenal days, the glory days. If the glory you days. Let, let any Arsenal fan tell you. Well, nope, no, not an Arsenal fan. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we played that up for one of the episodes, bro. <laughs> Can't do that. Let's have an Arsenal jersey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I would be lying if I said I knew who Fabio Vieira was before this. I'm sure I've watched him play and just didn't pick up his name. I don't watch the Portuguese league enough to say that I am. Uh, familiar with all the, the players on the bigger sides. But nonetheless, based on the price tag and based on what Arsenal fans tell you, <laughs> they got an incredible midfielder. We will see what uh, he is and whether or not that is true. But most Portuguese yep. products, most products out of Portugal, it seems over the last two, three seasons have been coming to the Premier League and kind of transitioning seamlessly. Yeah, man. The latest example was um, Luis Diaz. The Colombian international going from also Porto to Liverpool, and that worked wonders. Yeah, absolutely. Vieira is coming on the thirty million pound deal. Yeah, and we'll see what they do um, in Arsenal's midfield. Yeah, I think any any addition would be helpful for Arsenal in the midfield. Obviously, they have Thomas Partey, who is a class midfielder. However, he seems to not be able to stay healthy. Despite before he came to Arsenal, the man never got injured. Um, so they know that that's the case. And then granted Shaka can play like the Shaka of Switzerland, some games. And then sometimes he plays like the Shaka that plays for Arsenal some games. So I'm sure this, this will be a welcome addition into that midfield. Um, Mikel Arteta having some pieces to work with. <laughs> you mentioned Manchester city earlier. 
Word is that they are finalizing a deal and they verbally agree to a deal with Calvin Phillips of Leeds United. And and not to that Come one. Come on, son. Yeah, Spencer said it best. <laughs> he said it best. Man City striking yet again. If it wasn't Declan Rice, they waited because everybody forgot Calvin Phillips is the other midfield maestro in that English team. He's been injured the entire season, and they just stole that thing from Leeds United. Um, I think that's a huge deal for Man City to bolster their defensive midfield. Fernandinho is probably leaving this season. I know I think this was his last season in, in the club. Uh, Calvin Phillips, a young defensive midfield star in England, Premier League proven. It's a big move. That's not the only player that Man City is poaching. It seems like uh, you mentioned the uh, uh, Cucurella of Brighton seems to be more and more of a concrete thing. And that's a killer for me. Man City continuing to bolster their team through Premier League proven talent, which is goddamn. Now, speaking of Manchester, uh, what the hell is Manchester United doing? H-Man Coker, any thoughts? No transfers that we've heard of? A bunch of links, rumors, a lot of flirtation, allegedly. Why do they use that word, flirting yeah, with this player? <laughs> what do you mean I'm flirting with this player? <laughs> That means you're not getting that player. <laughs> it means you're buying him a drink. Right, yeah. <laughs> that guy, one guy, <laughs> bought him one, one drink, and he hung around him. Uh, yeah, not, not too many words from Manchester United. They've been very quiet with their new manager, Eric Ten Hag. We know the Frankie de Jong links. I think Eric Ten Hag is a good manager, in my opinion. I think he's a good project manager. Uh, he's done well in IX. Obviously, the Premier League is a different beast. But I think the problem with Man United is not the manager. I think it's the front office. They haven't been making good decisions, and I don't think they will start making good decisions. So we'll see if Eric Ten Hag can change that because we know that he said he wouldn't be here unless he had control of the transfers. And we ain't seen him much lately, so I don't know what's going on. Any thoughts on that? Does that make you feel any sort of way? Yeah, makes me feel worried. <laughs> <laughs> It makes me feel like, wow, would it be the same like this season? Like, would it be would Manchester United change over time and become the real Manchester United, not the what's happened? The diet Manchester United? Yeah, where Ronaldo just scores one goal and still loses. Mm. You miss Alex Ferguson? Free my dog. Right. Free him out of retirement. Right. Um, Glory days. As far as. Other transfers go, I guess we can move away from the Premier League. Anything new on the Italian front? Juventus, I know Paolo Dybala obviously is one that's leaving. I've heard uh, certain rumors that um, that Juventus might be in the market for a couple of uh, players across Europe. I think uh, Gabriel of uh, Arsenal was one of them, but we might have spoken about that as well. But have you heard anything new on the uh, Juventus or Serie A front, Ronnie? In Serie A, um, the Dybala links to... Inter are getting a bit stronger. Um, there was also thoughts of him being linked to Roma with Mourinho. Atalanta triggered the um, the buyout option for Mary Demiral from Juventus. He was on loan with Atalanta last year. Oh, the big fish, uh, Romelu Lukaku from Chelsea back to his love, the love of his life, Lautaro Martinez and Inter Milan <laughs> on a loan deal. He said, "I miss you." From the love of his life. Yes, from from the love of his life to the love of his life. What a <laughs> what a beautiful thing for Romelu Lukaku to go back to Inter Milan on this loan deal, an expensive loan deal, if that. 
Um, but they made it happen into Milan, who allegedly are not uh, deep in the pockets, as they say. But yeah, he's back to tear it up and to take Tam Abraham shine as the black star in the Serie <laughs> Love to see it. Love to see it. Um, breaking, breaking, breaking. Um, we were we were just talking about how Gareth Bale to LAFC was close to being official. It is officially official as of 16 Whoa. minutes ago. Wow. Now I know with the rumors there weren't any figures as far as what he's getting paid. Did that change, Ronnie? Did you find anything with that with regards to that? I don't know, but I just see Gareth Bale in an LAFC shirt and it's not photoshopped. I'm trying to see how much my man is making. I'm trying to see how much he's making too. How much MLS is giving him out of that two point five million dollar Apple deal? They're giving him a billion, billion. billion yeah. <laughs> as, as Trump would say, billion. <laughs> it was the numbers. Come on now. Why are they hiding? They're about to give him one point five billion dollars <laughs> out of the two point five billion dollars. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Oh man. Um, I can't think of many other transfers right now that are hitting my head. I know Spurs were allegedly in for Nicola Zaniolo of Roma. I did see that as well. I would like um, that pickup. That would be nice for me. He is injury prone, but I've always been a fan of Nicola Zaniolo. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens with that. I've also saw on the La Liga front, Joao Felix. Uh, I saw reports this week that nothing concrete to any specific club, but Apparently, Atletico Madrid want to make it known that Joao Felix is, is uh, available if somebody would, were to come with uh, a deal. So they kind of just put him out there, put the feelers out that Joao Felix is ready and available if someone was interested. Uh, that would be, I think PSG were one of the leading ones that were like tied to that. Obviously, no concrete reports that I've seen that said any one team is in for him, but apparently Joao Felix is on the market. The other player who I'm seeing in the market in the Premier League, plus Barcelona, Rafinha. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Rafinha, been, um, the lead superstar, has allegedly been in a tug of war with many teams in the Premier League and beyond. Uh, Leeds have quoted him at a price at £65 million. So get it or get lost. One or the other. So <laughs> Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs, and Barcelona all linked to that one player. Yep. And wow. With that figure, it don't look like Barcelona can afford him because, oof, they struggling. They still, uh, they still, uh, I guess, reviving themselves from the Messi era, paying him everything in the kitchen sink. That was a good double entendre, LV. I see you. Yeah, man, you feel me? You feel me? I'm trying, but it look from what I've seen in reports, Arsenal do seem like one of the frontrunners for Rafinha. Uh, it's interesting that they have the money to spend. I don't know where they're getting all this bread from, but the big six teams seem to be super financially stable in the post-pandemic world, more so than a lot of other teams. Aside from Real Madrid, I also don't know where they get their money from. They just be having it. Even though Spencer. Oh, God, they're getting the money from Spencer. Spencer. <laughs> it, all, it all makes sense now. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the, the quiet financier. Okay, I see. Um, I <laughs> um, <laughs> one thing I want to bring back to City, uh, um, not a transfer, but I did think of this. It happened during this week, and it was the alleged uh, talking of the shit Hakan Chalanoglu had for Zlatan Ibrahimovic. First of all, you hit that name on the head. Congrats. Right, right. Um, it's funny because they were teammates. 
But this is what he said. He is the center of attention. He didn't contribute to the Scudetto this season. He barely played, but will do everything to be the focus anyway, said Hakan Chalanoglu to Turkish television. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. He's spitting facts. He brings Chalahuk. Chala. Oh, see, look. See, I'm about to fuck the name up. Hakan Chalanoglu. Inter Milan midfielder. He used to play for AC Milan. AC Milan won the Serie A this year. Ibrahimovic on AC Milan right now. Barely played, but when they won, it was celebrating <laughs> crazy. So you agree That's with like Hakan? Him, it sounds like Zlatan. It does sound like Ibrahimovic, though. It sounds like Zlatan. It does sound like Ibrahimovic. He speaks in third. <laughs> <laughs> he does speak in third person. That is a fact. Good shout from H-Man Coker. <laughs> what can you expect from somebody that speaks in third person? <laughs> Me. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> the bench. That's funny. Oh, that's a funny story. Yeah, I mean, uh, Hakan Chalanoglu is speaking some facts. I think uh, Ibrahimovic is a dressing room presence. I think he does bring up the mentality of the club. But he it's all true say he ain't do a damn thing on the pitch this season. <laughs> that was more Olivier Giroud than it was Ibrahimovic, if I'm being honest. But all that being said, despite the fact that I think uh, Chalanoglu is right, you best to watch out because Ibrahim is about to karate chop him the next time he see him, boy. <laughs> Better keep your neck safe. <laughs> hey, man, take your own advice. Take your <laughs> own advice. You, you, The way you were talking shit, if he ever stumbles across this, oh, yeah, it's on no. fight for you. Yeah, I'm about to get a flying, uh, a spinning back fist like, like it's the UFC. But as long as H-Man gets one with me, it's cool. I'll be all right. Yeah, no. We're going together. Right? Right, right. I think me and H-Man can probably take Ibrahimovic together, me and him. Kick him in his knee. <laughs> <laughs> Kick that man in his knee. Okay. Put a mirror in front of him. <laughs> yeah, we just write it. We're like, you're so great. <laughs> we'll be distracted. You're like, oh, me. <laughs> Look at his leg. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you guys have anything else to talk about? Yeah, one last thing. The Roman Abramovich era looks like it's officially coming to an end. Obviously, we know Abramovich has sold the team to the American, Todd Bowley, who doesn't seem like he's doing nothing with that money, fam. You better figure it out. Uh, but the final piece, Marina Granovskaya. I hope I said that right. Uh, Abramovich's silent assassin in the Chelsea front office that has been taking care of business for years and years and years, quietly, uh, scaring managers and all that stuff. Um, announced that she would departure from Chelsea Football Club after this transfer window. So I think it's a big signaling that the that dominant Roman Abramovich era where any manager can get it. I don't care what you won last season. If you lose three matches in a row, your ass is grass. Uh, that era is finished. Um, I think that's probably the final piece aside from Roman Abramovich himself. So yeah, she's out of here. And for fans of uh, clubs that hate Chelsea, I hope it's good news. I hope Todd Bowley isn't able to keep that up. This is me pure hate. Look at that. No more but, easy jet. There you go. Is the easy jet that we use? Uh, at Chelsea? The plane company that we use. Probably. No. <laughs> <laughs> the boy's using Ryanair. <laughs> Ryanair. That's even worse than easy jet. It's like $50. Easy Barclays bikes. $50 a ticket. The boys are struggling. Yeah, they were struggling. Um, Sad. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, the uh, the old Chelsea regime seems to be officially over with the departure of Granovskaya. Um, some Chelsea fans would say, damn, now we got an American instead of a Russian? That's some big bullshit. They would call it BS, maybe. I don't know. There's a oh. Couple of oh, 
BS, you say? BS of the week time. For the 100th time. Nobody's doing like what some journalists do when they write bullshit. Wow, you are afraid to say it. If it's all bullshit stories, what is it? Most of the times, it's uh, it's bullshit. Spencer <laughs> <Expensive> sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Human beat, Black Spencer. <laughs> 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 Yo, Spencer <Marquis>. <laughs> <laughs> The way this guy is coming for Spencer's neck today, I don't know, yeah. man. I, I, I don't know who targeted by were you. It was perfect, man. Oh, look at that. 12 month deal. Still no figures, by the way. We don't know how much this man's getting paid. Wow. I just got to say one thing. You guys might not know my homie Lenny. But Gary Bellows looks like my homie Lenny to me. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny from Stan. <laughs> Big ups to Lenny. Big ups to Lenny. Shout out to Lenny. <laughs> oh, man. But BS of the Week, the 100th edition of the Footballing Misfits, brought to you by nobody. Yeah, you fucking thought. Let's get to it. <laughs> one of the deals that. We didn't talk about, which is damn near close to being official, is Paul Pogba's return to Juventus. He recently came out with the Pogmentary, LV. Now, we spoke off the pod about this Paul Pogba return to Juventus. Glorious return to the Bianco Neri. uh, And how it was the greatest finesse in football history. They took him for free from Man United. Sold him back to Man United for 90 million euro and then got him back again for free a couple years later. <laughs> I have never seen nothing like that in my life. So real quick, shout out to Juventus for that one. Man United, god damn. They, they might sell him back to United in five years for 200 million. Who knows? Neither here nor there. Now, the documentary or the pogmentary, as they say. I'm sure Paul Pogba has a very interesting life. I'm sure he's been through a lot. And I'm sure he's accomplished a lot, as we've seen on the pitch. Are you telling me y'all couldn't come up with a different name than Pogmentary, fam? <laughs> that is the worst name I've heard for a documentary in my life. It could have been anything. Anything aside from that. I want to know who in the creative room okayed that. Paul Pogba. I hope you didn't say yes to that one. I don't know how much they pay you for that. But goddamn, Pogmentary? That sounds like a, as H. Man Coker said it best, it sounds like a porno fan. Bang, gross. <laughs> I'm thinking, it like I'm thinking, oh, chill, chill, Roddy with the, with the P-Hub team. They don't sponsor us. They don't sponsor us yet. They don't sponsor us yet. That sounds like a, a extended porno with 60 minute joints. But instead, no, it's about Paul Pogba. You could have thought of anything else, a different name, making something emotional. Right. Pogmentary. 
BS of the week. It sounds like you got a big ass fan. Right. You can be the butt of that. No, no, fine. But you can be the butt of that joke now. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> 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 butt of that joke. Look at that. Yeah, I'm sorry, but like any other title. <laughs> any other title but No, is the title the reason why it got a 1 out of 10 rating on IMDb? Yo, that's crazy. What's a one out of ten? Does that mean you have good? You put your titles on. <laughs> good intro. Good intro music. One out of ten. One out of ten. Oh man, I, Yo, that's I can't testify. I have not seen the the Pogmentary yet, but I might not even watch it based on the title. <laughs> I don't know what I might get. <laughs> it might be a trick. The porno with his bike. So the one out of ten rating is just crazy, and. The basic $90 million loan, 90 million pound loan to Manchester United for 10 years is just absolutely smart business practice for Juventus. Absolutely poor business practices from Manchester United. That is what you call in Mortal Kombat a flawless victory. Right. Oh my God. Finesse on line one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. Please. <laughs> So yeah, that being said, BS of the week, the Pogmentary. I don't know what the hell you, that I might see if I turn that on. Ronnie, what you got? Um, good thing Spencer missed the most of that because the the way this conversation went left, boy. I Whoa. have. No, I was just about to say, um, Spencer said it's a fire name. The Pogmentary is a fire name. Okay. What were you gonna <laughs> say, Ronnie? We can continue debating the name if y'all want, oh, but... The name is really <laughs> Bangro's quality. <laughs> I cannot think past that. It just looks like you'd be watching it and it just change to him having sex with his wife. It'd be like, whoa, what is this? Oh, Lord. I want to go to an article that I saw a couple days ago where Cristiano Ronaldo's on vacation. He's on holiday. And while he's away, he had one of his bodyguards deliver his Bugatti. Unfortunately, said bodyguard crashed his $2 million Bugatti. Oh my God. Someone's getting fired. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's getting big fired. What? That Bugatti looked like it went through hell and back. He's never done this before? I feel like he'd be, that's like probably a common thing for him. Per Lillian Chan on Twitter, the oh driver who is reportedly not Ronaldo, but one of his bodyguards, lost control, skidded into a wall in the residential estate in Majorca in Spain. Oh my god. Uh, that's crazy. No one was injured, and the driver who was the bodyguard accepted full responsibility for what happened, a source told the Daily Mail via Maxim. You know this is a crazy story when I'm reading this off Maxim. I don't got the type of bread for that. 1,200 horsepower, a hypercar referred to Ronaldo as animal was towed from the crash in Spain. Jesus Christ. And that is my BS of the week. H-Men, any BS for you? Spencer, any shoutouts for you? The BS of the week for me, um, I'm just going to make sure you guys know my strong haven for the MLS. <laughs> it's Apple giving them less money. <laughs> hey man, all I'm saying Why is giving them more money to retire people. 
What is wrong with you? <laughs> I, I can't Elvis lie. said to start the pod that he's watching DC United as we speak. No, I can't lie. So while we're watching this DC United game, real quick, uh, they had a chance on goal. It was the goalkeeper and the striker. I forget his name. <laughs> he's clear of any defenders, and he goes for the shot. And instead, he shoots a bunch of grass, misses the ball, falls on his ass. The ball falls out of play for a goal kick. So it really didn't help it, our case here. It was him and the goals, man. And that's why I don't watch him a lot of time, you know? If you're going to spend your 90 minutes, <laughs> I want to watch it. Watch my 90 minutes in another country for it. Like, you know, like, I don't want to waste The Chinese life. Super League. Oh, then we take it back, Sam Allison. <laughs> 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 you, you had me right there, bro. You had me right there. I'm not watching the Chinese Super League. <laughs> that name sounds cool, but no. Uh, H-Man, I guess before we go and before Ronnie signs us off for episode 100, uh, do you have anything you want to shout out or your platform, plug anything, do it now while you can, or forever hold your peace? You yeah. better plug you better plug your latest project. Yeah, I'm gonna plug my latest project. Shout out to Ronnie for giving me the confidence for dropping that. But um I dropped a song called oh. Sydenham Hill. It's S Y D E N Ham H A M. And Hill, like H I L L, please. On all platforms. And it's on title too. My one of my homies just told me that. High five. Right? I was like, oh, you got that wave file popping. So it's going to sound crisp. If you have a title, please get that. I can't afford one. But you get that and listen to that quality. Um, it's out there. H-Man We're moving Coach. on up. Yeah, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm just getting, trying to get the quality up. Um, now, I will say this. I've been waiting for this project for three years. Yeah, COVID hadn't even happened when I first heard a snippet of this. Yeah, that's true. I've been recording the song. I'm trying to not be with the timeline, but I've been recording the song. It's being new to people, but it's still in the, um, I'll call it music vault, but I had to release it. The actual song itself, the actual track is a bit of a roller coaster, but it's popping. Yeah, it's like a 3B change. Shout out to my man, Lenny, who looks like Gareth Bell for creating that beat. <laughs> I was, like, we just sat down in Staten Island, just made a whole week. That week we made a whole project just like making beats and then changed them in the middle. And just like, it was very fun. Shouts to Lenny Bale. <laughs> Lenny Bale in LA now. LA Lenny Bale. Wow. LA Lenny Bale. That's just your name, bro. Hopefully you listen to this. Look at that. Now, uh, you can find H Man Coco's music, as he said, on Spotify, on Apple Music. If you got the bread, if you Spencer, maybe on yeah. the title. Uh, <laughs> Spencer, buy my music, bro. <laughs> I can tell by your beard you have money. <laughs> I got to pay rent. Thank you so much. Oh, man. <laughs> and you can find my man, uh, again, it's H-Man. Spell it just like that. Coker, C-O-K-E-R. It's easy. Very easy. On everything. Yeah, very easy. Uh, on everything. The same name on everything. H-Man Coker. <laughs> okay, uh, Ronnie, before... Anybody else on the pod plugs one of the other songs that we don't care to listen to at the moment, Strictly Sid in the Mill. Or, before Spencer has any more shout-outs uh, that we probably don't want to hear either, just kidding. Love you, Spence. Uh, do you want to go ahead and sign the boys off for episode 100 of the Football Misfits? Episode 100, the milestone episode. We thank everybody for being with us for these 100 episodes. 
We thank you all for interacting with us and listening to our podcast. We'll have 100 and many, many more down the road. Episode 101 is right around the corner. For the good brothers, Spencer and LV, I go by the name of Ronnie. Don't forget H-Man Coker. And he's giving us a nice treat. <laughs> and he's leaving us with a nice treat on episode 100. His banger, Sydenham Hill. You guys enjoy those musical stylings and adios.